Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the Goddamn Bricks in the Wall. I am your host, Juan, aka Truth in Media. And man, I feel like I've been on fire this week. I got already two podcasts down. Uh, I'm going to have a third one today, actually, with my good old friend and pal from across the world, Yasmin. Uh, she's a really good pal. Uh, I've already had her on twice. And if y'all don't know, a really quick uh, rundown is Yasmin is actually a videographer. She actually makes uh, music videos and uh, she's into that type of industry, pumping out content. Uh, she's really good at making videos, so she also has a, her own YouTube channel. She is Etheric Odyssey. Really good content. Uh, she's really good at edi- editing them and, uh, you know, just making them mix and sound really well because she makes music videos for a living, you know. And uh, sorry about today, guys. I'm going to have a lot of airplanes coming over. It's the holidays. Um, me and uh, Yasmin were talking earlier, and uh, she was asking me how I've been, and I told her, yeah, you know, pretty much just partying a lot because of the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving just passed here. Um, a bunch of friends had a birthday party this month, and um, af- after Halloween, you know, it just the party, party session comes in. So um, I haven't really been digging too deep into the, the cult and stuff. I still post once in a while. But um, I actually kind of want to talk about getting banned and stuff today because Yasmin has some um, experience in that. And um, likewise, on Instagram, I'm currently shadow banned. I'm not really getting the traction that I was getting. And like I was talking to Yasmin, I feel this comes in cycles. And I think it's a bittersweet thing because, yes, it stops you from posting. But then again, I, I think it pushes you back into life and to like pay more attention to the things surrounding you in your immediate surroundings and not so much in things that we can't really control. We can kind of have an impact or put a dent in it, but we can't really control these things. But um, yeah, that's Yasmin, and she's here joining us from all the way from somewhere near London. How you doing, Yasmin? Hey, Juan, how's it going? I am all good. Lovely to chat with you as always. And yeah, happy to be back on the Truth in Media, Bricks in the Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what's up. How you been? But yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been good like you actually. Um as I was saying to you earlier, I'm trying to be more consistent. So this is going to be also my third podcast of the week too. Oh, sweet. Sweet. <laughs> who so, do you who um, you yeah, been talking one, to? Who, uh, well, one was just by myself and then one uh is this other girl called Amber. She's from London as well. So um we just had a quick chat about uh well, it was meant to be kind of about transhumanism, but we kind of got into like spirituality and stuff. Uh further down the end but yeah it was it was great catching up with her and yeah just just been trying to um speak to different people in terms of not not online but um not on a podcast but I'm just trying to connect with different people we're seeing what everyone is saying because it's such crazy times that we're living in right now and it's interesting to hear you know different people's perspectives and where they are at in life and what what their life experiences you know Mm -hmm. And um, what, what have you been learning? Because it's interesting, ever since I started doing this podcast too, I had one thought going into it about, you know, I'm just going to be talking to people. But man, it's so interesting how much better you actually get at conversating and listening and seeing how different people are and how they respond to your questions or the things that you put out. What have you learned? All right. Sorry, guys. We got lost. Something happened. I think the dominators are on to us. What were you, we were talking about... <laughs> We were talking about what we learn about uh, just talking to different people that we really don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's super interesting. Obviously, everyone has their own stories and own experiences. But what I find collectively is um, 
almost like a similar path i feel like as as one to seek the truth you kind of have to go down the a similar stream if that makes sense obviously all of different you know different types of weird things happen to kind of make one go down certain things but i feel like as um you know conscious people were really tested uh maybe more than the average person um so i feel like a lot of us go through maybe more trials and tribulations than maybe others um i don't know what about you what what do you think well it's interesting because like the guy i was speaking to i think two days ago his name is jay uh he was he's a spiritual kind of counselor helper he helps people like uh just get onto the spiritual path and like sort of heal themselves. And he was telling me this thing about the ego and how when people talk to you about their lives, um, it may seem that someone's being egotistical, but they're just telling you their story. And it's very easy to conflict and to judge someone by the way that they talk or the certain uh, vocabulary words that they use. And this sometimes causes an issue in really truly understanding and connecting with someone. That's why to me sometimes it's a little weird and a little odd talking with someone that I don't see, but then again, it makes me listen more and because I don't have the facial cues, I don't have your hand gestures, I have to be more kind of aware and more receptive and more, more with more open ears to kind of understand you at a better, understand you better. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And it's weird because a lot of us don't show our faces um, in this trooper community. So we're all kind of, you know, really good friends, but no one knows what each other looks like. And it's um, it's almost like a um, like when people speak, it's almost this mystery when you actually tune in more because you're like, okay, so who are you? Tell me about you. Because you don't have that, as you said, that, you know, as, as human nature, we as you said, we we judge people very quickly. So not having that like um, visual stimuli, it kind of draws you in more into what different people are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tie that in, like think about it in the future, once people enter the metaverse and they actually can uh, customize themselves like in, in all kinds of ways, that that's gonna, I don't know if it's gonna hinder or add more to kind of understanding who somebody is. What do you think? Mm. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, I feel like it will show, I feel like having an avatar represents more about you, if that makes sense, because, you know, as human beings, there's only a certain limit that we can kind of like modify our exteriors and, and be able to show what's like kind of on the inside to the outside. Mm-hmm. But when you can literally customize your avatar to who, whoever, whatever, whether it's a dog or a cat or some kind of rectoid or whatever, you know, you can make all of these different choices. It kind of shows you more about one's personality, right. I think. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. It, that actually reminded me of the movie Ready Player One, where you yeah. pick your avatar and you you express yourself even more through that. Because you, in, in your body, in your physical body, like you said, yeah, you're born with a body with a shell that you have and you can only do so much to change it. But imagine you can change the color of your hair, uh, your body type, if you're male or female. And But that's even crazier because that's even more transhumanism because at that point, maybe humans are going to start maybe losing the sense of what a human is and just accepting all these other entities and body yeah. styles. Yeah, that that's 100% true. Um, I guess it's just furthering their agenda, really, isn't it? I mean... For, for some of us, like, I don't know, like, I do love my, like, tech and stuff. Obviously, I work with cameras and stuff. So I I, I appreciate good technology. But at the same time, 
um, understanding really what it's doing to the human brain and and how we're so easily we like as a nation and a and a world we're going to be so easily manipulated by um you know what comes out and uh being desensitized to things um even we're desensitized now just with you know tv film uh media etc cetera, etc cetera, like let alone being in a whole other universe right right yeah that's strange um i actually a couple of weeks ago on netflix i watched the movie all quiet on the western front have you seen it no, I haven't. Should I check it out? Uh, well, let me tell you this. Maybe you can decide because it's really, it's really good. However, it's very graphic, and it's like you said, we're so desensitized to death that there's a couple of scenes I don't want to give them away, but they're so graphic, and it's so strange how I can just keep on looking at the screen and not be like, if you show something like that to people in the 1920s, they'll be like throwing up or like saying, "What's wrong with you? Or why did y'all record this? Or why is this on TV?" <laughs> It's just like humans are, be like anything goes basically on TV now, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, like for real, like even the, the sex scenes, like it's actually ridiculous. Like I just end up skipping them because it's got nothing to do with the storyline. Like I tried to watch, um, what's it called? Altered Carbon. Uh -huh. um, it's a series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And literally I pressed play on the first episode and like two minutes of the whole first episode is just a sex scene and I just press X and mm. I... I like, it looked like a good thing, but I can't be bothered with all of this, like, graphic, graphic, graphic sex scenes. Like, right. what's the need? Right. And and they're only amping it more because, I, I don't know, I feel like TV, like or like I said earlier in the movies, in the beginning, as, as TV is evolving, it gets more and more intense, and the action movies have to get more and more crazy. It seems like, how much more can they amp it up? You there, you're in the business... Like, I'm sure you make music videos, and then the next one, you're like, man, I got to top that one. I got to do something even wilder than that. <laughs> what do you think yeah. this will lead to eventually? I mean, um, what I can see in terms of, like, what, what pisses, like, I don't know, the industry, I'm trying to kind of get out of the music video industry at the moment. Um, but what I've seen, because you know, content and everything is so easily accessible. It gives me people like more to complain about um, from from what I've noticed over like the past, because I've been in the industry probably for the past seven years. Um, but nowadays, it's like everyone's so nitpicky about what they want because they see everything online and they need it to be perfect. Whereas maybe, as you said, like, like maybe 10, 10 years ago, you would have been given something you would be happy with it straight away because it's like wow this looks crazy like you know but i feel like everyone's been given too much um accessibility to things mm -hmm. and it's just turned into a, a just a, a wildfire to be honest in my opinion yeah 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 and then i don't know if you've got, uh, looked into this yasmin but uh, i'm sure you've seen maybe the ai generated art yeah and then now they're even working on making AI-generated videos. So imagine we get to a point in the future where you can just basically make your own movie and it's suited just for you, just how you want it. And the AI that's running it knows you. It's been fed information about what you like, but what you enjoy, about what you hate. And then you just give it a prompt like a horror movie, psychedelics, New World Order. And it fucking generates a whole movie for you. Like, what's going to happen at that point? What's going to happen to creativity? Yeah, I mean, I've had this conversation with a few other people who are in the industry, and um, I do believe, like, that it's going to be very good. Like, let's not get that twisted. But there's only a certain amount of 
things that AI can come up without being a human, you know? Mm. Um, I feel like the stories and, and the depth and the emotion that one may be able to convey as a human being trying to create something rather than a robot may differ. But for the masses, I feel like people won't care. But I feel like for the people who really actually understand and love creativity and art, um, will always kind of stick down the route of like the human, um, <laughs> the human made things. Mm, that's interesting. That reminds me of the movie Surrogates. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, it's Bruce Willis and uh, some other chick. But uh, essentially the story, the plot line is that in the future, you have surrogate, a surrogate or an avatar. So you can stay at home in this pod and control your avatar and go out into the world and just do business that way. And people get so used to their pods that they just grow overweight, they don't take care of themselves, and they look like shit. And what was I going with this? Fuck. Um, it, damn it. I'm gonna pause and go back, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the the robots can't can't be humans, essentially. Like, it's not gonna... Yeah, right, yeah, work, you're right. A, a machine, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, machines will never be, never uh, replace humans, but it seems like they're pushing it because it sounds nice. Like, I th I'm sure in the future they're going to say, don't you want to cut off your arm and implant this new arm stronger? You can rotate it. You can throw stuff faster. And through mm -hmm. this, through this kind of um, sales points of making it seem that you're going to become a better person will be the first type of way they do it. They turn into bionic robots. And then mm -hmm. once they kind of integrate more and more, at some point, I wonder if they'll just erase the human and just have yeah. robots. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a, a good idea, but we're going that way anyway. It's going to happen with or without our consent. But I feel like, especially like even down to like the like, let's look at like the cosmetic and aesthetics um, industry. We have all of these capabilities, but no one's ever happy with themselves. So even even if you do get a bionic arm and you get this and you get that, I feel like the whole experience of being um, on this plane and being a human being is to never really feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I do agree in the sense of we are going to have to get wiped out at some point to, to restart the whole process. Um, because, yeah, like how how much of your human body are you really gonna change into ai before you're just a robot with mm. with just maybe a human consciousness inside mm. well do you think we're gonna end up in that route what's your opinion are you optimistic or pessimistic do you think that humanity will reach freedom at some point or do you think we're eventually just gonna go down the path of being ultimately controlled um i think that my, my personal belief is that god may wipe us out before it gets to that Mm. Um, like, I, I don't really believe that we have that much longer as it is. Um, when, when I say not that much longer, I'm not talking about it. It could be years. It could be, you know, 20, 30 to a hundred, but I don't think we're going to surpass the human race being here for more than a hundred years. Dang. Personally. See, uh, I love that you tell me that because see, sometimes I'll go down that path and for months I'll think that I'll be like in a dark haze. But then I'll be like, nah, man, but think about art. Think about humans. We're just, you can't lock a human up. Maybe they do achieve it, but after a certain amount of time, I think maybe the proper human beings start waking up and they're like, no, we have to escape this. And they tear it down like some type of Star Wars stuff or something, you know? I don't know. But. Mm. Like right now, I'm in a, a positive outlook. Like I think that art or something, because recently I listened to a podcast on Joe Rogan. It was with Graham Hancock and um, 
this other archaeologist who's always talking about how uh, in the past there was a huge cataclysm that destroyed the world. Well, this guy was talking about how in the next couple of months, he has been working with some scientists for years, I think seven years now, he said. And they're working basically on Tesla-type technology, not, not a Musk Tesla, but Nikola Tesla technology that's going to bring about a revolution because it's going to sort of show people that free energy can work and there are machines that do this. And he says that over the next three, four months, they're going to be revealing this technology to the world. But then again, I feel like these are just carrots. Sometimes I feel like these are just carrots on a stick to kind of just give mm. us a little bit of hope. And then they never release the technology. But I, I really hope that maybe somebody does do something like this. Some scientists who are really working for the betterment of humanity and are not like seeking for money. What if they do create something that liberates us from, from the hands of these dominators that want us to be dependent on them, either through electricity or through food or through money or through any of these systems that they create? What if there's something that comes out that liberates us? Do you think this is possible? I mean... Yes, it is. It's like it is possible. Like even down to um, there was the guy who invented a water, um, a water powering car, and mm -hmm. you know there has over over the years there have been like so many people to release like these different types of, um, you know, devices which power themselves or or have free energy. But what what the real question is is you know like. Who who doesn't get killed off? Who right. has all of these things? You yeah. know, like who is going to let this happen? Because at the end of the day, the monetary system is the reason why we're kept enslaved. So the people in power probably won't let that happen. Because even um, in the UK, um, our new prime minister has been like basically saying that next year we're going proper proper cashless, and there's not going to be cash anymore. And he's talking about how. Um, yeah, robots are going to be like AI and all of that stuff is going to be really put into place over the next coming years. Really? He said that next year is you're going cashless? Yeah, apparently so. Um, he's been talking about, yeah, the online currency and digital currency on a lot of press conferences recently. Holy shit, man. Because, yeah, I think uh, Joe Biden wants to do that some here. I think December 3, they're going to either in, in, show people something <laughs> or start the process of figuring out how we can go into a digital type of currency. Yeah, and it's all just further enslavement, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off that it's going this way, and I'm like most of us are. Um, and I'm not saying it's not convenient and whatnot, but this whole just, they know every single thing that you're doing at all times. It's just, there's just no privacy anymore whatsoever. Yeah, and actually, I want to share with you this clip that I posted a while back. It's from Elon Musk. I don't know what your opinion of him is. I think it's so strange how a lot of people see him as a great guy. I think he's probably <laughs> a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And um, yeah. here, I want to share this video of what the whole purpose... I don't know if you've seen, too, just recently, people are posting that The Simpsons predicted he was going to buy a Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so this is a video of Elon Musk talking about what he plans to do with... Um, Twitter. So y'all check this out and y'all let me know if y'all think that this guy is actually on our side. So check this out. I've been working on an edit button for a year. Well, it's a hard, it's a tricky situation. And it's incredibly complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, indeed. I mean, we don't even have uh, a, 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 an app that's as good as WeChat in China. Uh, and like in China, you can like live on WeChat, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, everyone, everyone's like, they're like, you live on WeChat, you do payments, you do everything, it's like, yeah. 
Right. Basically, WeChat's kick ass. Um, and we don't have anything like WeChat outside of China. So I was like, my idea would be like, how about if we just copy WeChat? Hey. <laughs> copy them. Copies WeChat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. So there it is. That's from his mouth right there. He wants to turn Twitter into a mobile type of machine where you can actually do payments. And then yeah, I I heard this as well. I was going to bring it up as well. So it's funny you you played it. And, and when I posted that, I was on an Elon Musk kick, and I also posted a picture of him with um. Um, what's Epstein's chick that was helping him out? Maxwell, Jelaine. Yeah, he has. He's taking a picture right next to Jelaine Maxwell. So, and and then he yeah. dressed up as Satan. Didn't he have like an outfit that was like personifying Satan? Yeah, yeah, he was for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, guys, wake up, guys. This guy, he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He sounds cool, yeah. you know. He's giving us freedom, supposedly reinstating Donald Trump. People think Donald Trump's a shit, but. I don't know. This guy, all of, they're all in on it. Nobody, nobody gets to that type of level without serving some type of master. Yeah. Period. They're um, what's it? Controlled opposition. Right. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. All of these people. I mean, a lot of the people are like, I don't trust anyone who who has a, a big mass, um, you know, following and and they're in some sort of limelight with some amount of money. Uh, it's just you know, it, as you said. You can't, you physically won't be able to get there unless you're on their team. Damn, that's so sad and pressing. But I wonder, do you think there's a possibility, like, do you think there's some kid somewhere who's really good at the guitar who can, like, post on things on YouTube and create a genuine following and actually, like... Well, you're right, I guess these people never get the traction to get signed onto labels or really get put on a big screen. Yeah, I mean, like, people can, can accumulate, you know organic traffic 100 percent. but um once you go past a certain threshold and and once you reach a certain level as well they'll come and approach you and say look xyz we'll put a deal on the table and now you have to um serve certain um what's it called uh, agendas and stuff like have, have you heard of zoella no uh she's a i think a uk um youtuber and um i i know someone who who knows her and um yeah, she said that when she was approached for it, um, they like even just like minor things like, oh, you need to wear like more low cut T-shirts. And, you know, it's just like even if it's not massive, but you're just serving certain agendas or talking about certain things to, to just get, you know, the masses thinking a certain way. Mm, yeah, well, I actually have another clip perfect to to kind of summarize that statement. This is a clip of uh, Kevin Hart talking with Kelly Clarkson on his, I don't know if it's his podcast or his talk show, but Kelly Clarkson all of a sudden comes out and is kind of spilling the beans, and then uh, I guess because y'all listening, y'all can't see, but Kevin Hart kind of like, he puts his finger over his mouth to kind of shush her, to like tell her, shut up, don't talk about this, but here, you can kind of listen to it and check it out. Here's a little intro from some guy who's kind of like uh, uh, describing what the video's about, so check this out. See, Kevin Hart saved Kelly Clarkson from speaking about people that she shouldn't really talk about it's a very weird video, but Kevin Hart really stops her from coming out with the truth, just saying something that we all know, but you know what happens to the people that speak about this stuff. Check it out. This, but I've had people throw millions of dollars in my face to do something I didn't want to do. And what? Just, you've been off, yeah. Oh, they're in the room. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to 
Yeah. That was my way of yes, cueing yeah. you. Like, it's open dialogue. Yeah, you want me to keep talking about it? By, by all means, let's, we can keep, talk about anything. But... <laughs> but don't do it. Yeah, I just... No, of course. Uh, all for time. So y'all can't really see it, but he's like, he's... He, I've never seen Kevin Hart like this uptight. He's always like joking around, playing around, but he mm -hmm. looks serious. He's like, puts his finger in his mouth like, shut up, don't talk about this. He gets all uncomfortable. He's all shifty. See, like, shit mm -hmm. like this, when it bleeds through the media... This is what I like. This is why I created Truth in Media. Because you'll see these little truths sometimes slip by. And if you can share it, you, be, you can share and show other people. They're like, hmm, that is fucking weird. So what I've mm -hmm. done basically my whole life is accumulate all these little truths in media to kind of show others and be like, here, this is undeniable proof. I've shown example after example. And then that's what I was talking about with Jay the other day. You can show people the truth. You can show them documents and proof and video, and they'll still be like, nah, you're crazy. I don't believe that. <laughs> why do you think people do that? Uh, ignorance. But why? And, and the thing is, people don't want to know the truth. That's the thing. Like, People are happy in their little la-la land that they're in, and they don't want anyone to disrupt or change like the, the envisionment that they have of the world. You know, It's scary to them. But what about you? You woke up. I woke up. Many others are waking up. They, they see this stuff and they're like, oh, okay, that's fucking weird. And they actually go look into it. Why do you think those people go in and look into it? Um, I mean, I guess my, my view on it is not everyone is put here for the same reason. Like, I don't know, the, the NPC, the simulation theory, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I, I do believe that the mass of people are operating under one kind of mastermind, if that makes sense. So they're, they're downloaded and their default state and reason to being here is to kind of keep us, the, the ones who have light in them and, and who, whose real purpose and real test is on this earth um, to, to keep us down and keep us in a low frequency and not understand the truth. Hmm. Wow. While you were just saying that, I actually came up with this thought because I a couple of episodes back, I shared this song that I listened to while I was tripping and it was called Love and Hate. And it, to me, while I was tripping, I just had this weird trip in my head about how you you can't love somebody without knowing what it is to hate. Like there's it, two sides of the same coin. Like you can't have light without having darkness or vice versa because it's kind of mm -hmm. like we live in a dual world so we can have people who are sort of on the path of waking up without having those people that are not on that path so it's kind of like you got to have both of the spectrum so that people can kind of see the difference and just space out this duality in this universe mm -hmm. yeah a hundred percent and even down to um the the truth in media like as i said earlier i'm i'm trying to get out of music videos because it's definitely not my purpose or my calling um so i'm in the process of um getting a, a film made actually i'm on my second well my writer he's we're, we're on a second or third draft now oh, shit. and um can yeah we, so I, the, can we have the name I'm gonna... can you share anything about it just the name yeah so um it's called the mirror of no return oh and, um, mirrors remember we we're talking about mirrors yeah, yeah exactly so what it i'm basically trying to do right now i'm i'm gonna put so you know like black mirror yeah have you seen black mirror yeah, i love it yeah so it's like loads of different episodes like not to do with the same thing yeah. but it's kind of the same kind of stuff so i'm going to call it the etheric odyssey um and i just want to upload like a whole bunch of different um 
like short films just about different things that I know and understand like what I really want to do um because obviously this is going to be my first um film so I just want to see how this one goes and hopefully get some funding from there or no or get an investor or whatever but um my the main one that I really want to do I really want to recreate they live oh shit yeah how so, so like, what's gonna be the no i mean don't give it away i guess we can talk off air about that uh, yeah. what, what is your what is your vision maybe what's something you can share that won't give it anything away i mean like this one that i'm doing at the moment as i said it's about mirrors um yeah it's about mirrors and mirrors of portals and has like some little uh breadcrumbs of like uh uh, selling your soul and, and demonology um, involved in it as well. So I love horror and like as you as you also just said, like the duality. Those who have light also have darkness. I've always like really enjoyed horror films, and um, I always find that they show a lot of truth in horror films. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I I kind of want to go down that dark side and even down into what I'm interested in researching and stuff. It's usually quite dark and occultic and whatnot. So um, in, instead of, you know, I'm, I'm obviously have podcasts and whatever, but for me to be able to utilize, you know, like my, my visual skills and, and put together actual films, which kind of recreate certain bits and bobs of, you know, knowledge and diving down different rabbit holes in film, um, I feel like that is like a really big calling of mine. So that's obviously it's not coming out anytime soon. I'm hopefully planning to shoot it in summer because um, I'm still trying to, you know, get funding together and applying for grants and whatnot. But um, yeah, hopefully it should be out maybe next year at the end of next year or something. Cool. So say someone is listening who maybe can help fund this or get in touch with you maybe and help out. What would they have to do? I mean, that would be great. I'm not even trying to plug it for funding, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to, yeah, just give me a message and um, we can have a chat and go from there really on, on Instagram or email me at thericodyssey at gmail.com. Um, cool, cool. I'm going to put it on the yeah. show notes. But yeah, man, <laughs> while you were talking about that, uh, I remember last time we spoke, you mentioned something that you liked the way that uh, horror film story, horror American horror stories kind of film. Yeah, yeah. So would yeah. you think you would incorporate maybe some type of that cinematography? Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, yeah. That and there's this new um, series called The Cabinet of, what was it? The Cabinet of Curiosity. It was on Netflix. The first couple, I thought it was going to be a really good show and it had potential. Um, but I really liked the way that one of them was shot. So I'm going to incorporate certain, like I, I have a certain style that I really enjoy. So I'm going to hopefully just put some of my own visual creativity onto it as well. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So uh, I guess we didn't really talk about your uh, formal, I guess, education into cinematography. What did you actually do to get into that? What's what kind of school did you go in or is I mean it I'm kind of like self-taught like um I mean I did uh, I mean for us I mean in the UK obviously college for you guys is like university for us but we have college which is like uh so when in UK you have to stay in education till you're 18 so mm -hmm. I finished school at 16 and then you can either go to sixth form which is like you know you're still in the secondary school but you're at the 
you know, you do your A-levels and whatever, or you can go to college. Um, so I did one year of business and two years of TV and film. And when I was in TV and film, I mean, I've never really been like a, I've always hated education and um, studying and whatnot. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of was, it's, it's where I learned to edit. So I used to just like edit these like weird random videos. And I was actually in contact with some people from the States at the time and they made music. So I would like take their music and they would send me footage and I would edit it together. I then met a mentor and he helped me like so much with my journey as well. He used to take me out on shoots and whatever. And that's when I went to my first music video shoots. And then um, he always used to call me all the time and say, I'll oh, come to a shoot. And I would say, oh no, like I was working as a waitress at the time. Mm. So I said, oh no, I'm working. And then I remember I just like hated my job and um, I quit my job and I called him. I said, like, can I come and work with you? <laughs> so um, I kind of, yeah, worked with him for a year and then started freelancing. And then since then, I've had three different production companies. Uh, the one that I'm at right now is um, I, I just work with women. It's an all female uh, production company. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm almost like I'm not going to lie, like music videos ain't the one. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not an enjoyable industry you you do a lot of work for a lot less pay than like the other types of you know in in film and stuff and in advertising and stuff you can make the big buck but not in music videos so I'm kind of like sick and tired of people so I'm trying to get out of that and I don't really want to create for anyone else anymore um so I'm now at the point where I'm like okay like now I need to start my own projects and, and be doing things that I feel like are my calling instead of trying to create visions for other people um, and, and and really try and bring my visions to life. So um, plus, I'm not trying to serve other people's agendas, you know, like I'm, I'm helping almost Satan's agenda in terms of like this, like music and, and you know, different things that different people talk about. Like, I, I don't like personally agree with what you're saying i feel like you're like not helping anyone it's just a very negative frequency situation so like even down to me and my spirituality like on 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 the day of judgment when god comes down and he says look yasmin like i gave you this skill and all you did was film you know like people like twerking and people talking <laughs> about shit like what what do I have to say for myself you know right, so right. like I really just want to go down a path of where I can create things which help wake people up I, I love that I love that because not only are you doing I see I see you're doing like a couple layered things but what I was talking about with Jay the other time was like I love hearing people's story of how they get into what they do now like in a living like of course everyone has a job but then you find something that you actually love and then you find a way to transition into that and then you're actually making money doing something you love. So you were a waitress and then what was it really that made you want to take those classes on TV and film? Like, Have you always been fascinated by not only movies but the cinematography side of it or what, what called you to that? Um, I mean, for ages, like I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, I've always been a creative person, but now when I look back on like my childhood and like my life, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Like, I remember being like maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe like nine or eight. And um, do you remember Club Penguin? No. Okay, so there was this like, uh, it, it was for kids. It was like a, 
just call it like a chat room, but you had your own little penguins and you could like go around the city and like talk to different people on it. And you would have like these puffles and you had your own little igloo you could customize. It was like, like an avatar, if that makes sense. A game? It was a game? Um, It was, yeah, it was a game, but it was like a a open world game that you could talk to other people, like almost like like gta live where you can go about and do missions with other people but for kids and um yeah but for kids okay. and it was like this cartoon penguins right okay and um i used to screen record because you could like go into these like dance chats and they would be like dancing at a party and i used to like type out the lyrics to um like different songs and screen record it and edit it up into like a a penguin music video when I was like eight or nine. (laughs) Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. We all have something like that, something that we like to do for some reason. And then we get, we're good at it naturally. And we all have something like that. And it, it, it breaks my heart that so many people never figure out what that is. See, I know, I think what my thing is, I just like learning and helping people understand things. So I guess kind of a teacher, but I don't know how to transition into that because I don't really like kids per per se. I want to be in an environment where people are like ready to learn about cool, interesting shit and then kind of like figure out a way to to make an income out of that. Because that's what ever since I was a kid, I love learning, researching, figuring stuff about mysterious stuff or the unknown or things that human, maybe the paranormal, stuff that's unseen, Mm -hmm. you know, help people see that stuff. But mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So you so you always love making little videos, little music videos. But yeah, yeah I, can, I guess I can see you're making the vision of the artist or whoever is funding the video. But how much more awesome would it be for you to like put your vision on the screen? Yeah, exactly. So um, and it's about, as you said, like helping the world. And that's kind of always been a, a goal for me as well. Like, I'm in the process at the moment as well of doing like a crash course with some like intern people to show them exactly how the industry works. So that's also something that I'm I'm trying to do as well to kind of help people make money from from their skills and videos too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The future is going to be you make your own job, like you figure something out because working for a corporate or just being like a plug and play type of thing for a company, it's it's so unfulfilling. It's it's, I'm sure it's the cause of a lot of depression and just yeah. suffering. And But this is why I feel like part of the reason they're trying to do the Great Reset is because they've realized that everyone else has realized that they don't need them to make money. And now the, the money is distributed not how they want it to be. Right. Like, they want us to be good little workers. And most people, especially from, like, kind of, like, our generation, have kind of realized that... We, we want to be self-employed, whereas, like, maybe our parents and, and their parents' generation were more of, like, proper working class. They, they just go to work and come home rather than trying to do their own thing and have their own businesses. And, you know, so I feel like this is why, even down to, like, the pandemic and stuff like that, I feel like a big part of it was to target small businesses so you would financially cripple them so that they would have to shut their business and then maybe get get a job you know and Mm. and get back to earning the big corporations money rather than earning the money themselves yeah 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 you're so right and it's so easy now it's so weird because it's a conundrum it is so easy because back in the past the music industry the record labels they owned all the equipment the material the the people the 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 whole distribution way of, of distributing stuff. So you kind of had to bend mm-hmm. the knee to them. 
And mm-hmm. same with with movies. Hollywood was the one who who had all control over the distribution and who controls what comes out. But now we have YouTube and Spotify and podcasts and anyone, some little kid in in China, some little girl in Rwanda, they can with a little cell phone just start their own podcast and start speaking to people and create their own thing. Look, I like the guy on. Um, I don't know where he posts his stuff everywhere, but he just goes up to people and asks them, what do you do for a living? And like this, this kid, I don't know, he just figured out, I'm going to take a camera and go ask random people who have nice cars, hey, what do you do for a living? And now like mm-hmm. he has his own channel, he's making money off of it, he has um, advertisement and all that, just off of himself with his own cell phone. And it's like, it is so simple. But then again, we do have gatekeepers who are kind of still have a clutch on what makes it to the big screen. What do, you, yeah. what do you think it will take for the average person to be able to, to reach the mainstream? Or do you think it's even possible? Uh, at the moment, it isn't. Like, you have to have money. Like, even down to, like, um, Instagram-based businesses. So a lot of my business is based, um, I, I get a lot of my clients from Instagram. And um, let's say you're trying to do outreach online, they now limit you to how many messages you can send out. So you can only send 30 messages a day. So whereas like in 2019, um, you could have sent out, you could have reached out to maybe like a thousand people per day. Like imagine if everyone is outreaching to a thousand people per day and only 10% come back. Mm. Like like the monetary result in that is... um, massive whereas now they have already started to minimize things you can't interact with people as much um you like you physically can't do anything and they're now the gatekeepers and they're saying oh buy a instagram ad and it doesn't get nowhere it's just numbers on a screen Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really is Mm -hmm. like unless you're investing like tens of thousands of pounds like your stuff isn't going to get shown yeah that is weird because it's so strange how you can see how the social apps they kind of, you can see them evolve and change to kind of keep the truthers at bay. Because I've, I've noticed how much, you, uh, especially Instagram has changed to where at first you could publish your video, uh, it could get a lot of eyes, and a lot of people can look at it. But then they started changing the way that you post. Now they introduce reels and all of this other stuff where it kind of hides your content even more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, definitely. And and they've grown like, I mean, they've stopped the organic growth of, mm-hmm. of just regular people trying to say their truths, you know, whereas like something like one of our, our shows or, or Instagram accounts could have could have blown up like maybe three or four years ago. It, it won't now because the algorithm isn't showing it to people. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about banning and censorship because you were telling me you just got banned from TikTok, correct? Yeah, this was a couple months ago, but yeah, yeah. How um, big did your following get, and um, how? What did you start noticing, and what eventually led to your banning? I mean, I got quite a few warnings, but it was like such bullshit. Like, um, like it was growing well. Like TikTok, I feel like their algorithm is different. Like, you your your stuff can go viral, like like with a click of a finger. Um, if you're posting like daily and stuff like that, your, your interactions is amazing. And my, um, yeah, the account, the account and all of the information was getting shared like a wildfire. And that's when I started to see like things would start, um, getting like taken down and I would get warnings. I remember I posted this one video on the modern day woman and, um, 
obviously you know me like I don't show my face so I had like photos of like different celebrities and stuff talking about like let's say like Cardi B Megan the Stallion like the crap that they talk on on um their songs which like changes the way that women think and it, it's kind of obviously for a negative situation anyway they've taken that video down due to nudity and pornography oh my and i'm God. like what like seriously but they let twerking and people basically naked on there all the yeah. time and and young children as well like yeah. <laughs> like pedophilia and all of that stuff they allow that on on their platforms but the thing is that AI algorithm as well, like it can, it knows what you're posting. Like it can listen to what you're posting and know when to take it down. So um, yeah, I just got warning after warning. And then I, I went to log on one day and um, it, it just said like, you've been taken down. Like they didn't even email me. They didn't give me a reason. They wouldn't let me conflict it. So yeah. <laughs> Dang, that sucks. But so what do you do after that? Are you starting a new one or you're just leaving TikTok? Because TikTok and essentially, I don't know if you've read the terms and conditions, they can see your laptop. If you have an account with on your phone, they can see anything that you touch on like on a laptop or on another phone. Oh, really? Yeah. The terms and services <laughs> are terrible. I, I've been thinking about deleting it, but it is so addicting. And it, it, yeah, you, it like is. you said, it does help. <laughs> like a lot of eyes do hop on really quickly. It's so weird because some of my videos, some of them will like immediately get thousands of views and likes. And I'm like, holy shit, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the thing is like, I feel like the difference with Instagram and TikTok, like, and why, like, I never had TikTok before I was like trying to do the, the truth and stuff on there. And then that's when I started kind of scrolling on there. And obviously, like, the more things you watch to do with something, it shows you more. But I find, like, I find a lot of stuff to do with the truth of stuff on there. Um, so whereas on Instagram, like, things don't come up. Like, you don't really... It, it's not organic on there. Whereas on TikTok, it shows you everything that you like. So I would love to... Like, I feel like I should restart my page, but it's... Sometimes, I don't know, just... You know when you lose momentum, mm -hmm. like I've had so many pages yeah. deleted and I'm like, ah, oh, here yeah, we go yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. And I only have one. I need to create a backup because if I lose that, I have nothing. But yeah, it's kind of weird, though. I mean, it's so strange. It seems like it seems like we're just fucking around on a computer. But no, really, I feel like this is the new type of warfare. And this is kind of how you kind of have to battle against whatever we're battling against. You kind of speak your little truth and maybe somebody sees it and you get the wheel rolling to them and and they start searching and posting and that's how it spreads you know yeah and that's the aim man like just to wake people up inform people of stuff that they may not have known and you know even update people who do know and just hear it again and it's like yeah you can just ponder on it again so mm -hmm. um it is it is a a type of warfare, a hundred percent. Like the the freedom of speech is like super crazy right now. The the restrictions. Damn. So because they know how powerful our voices are. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it, it, if if we were just stupid dumb people, they would allow the place for discourse to allow. They would allow people to have like uh, discussions or arguments or put put on on major TV platform like have a a person who works for the dominators like clown and, and make fun of a, a of a conspiracy theory or truth or like they don't even allow it they don't they don't allow the space because they know that we have the proof the, the documents everything to kind of wake people up mm -hmm. yeah it, it, yeah it is and it's gonna get worse like that's the thing like even uh what's that other thing called rumble 
I've never really I, been into that. What is that? I don't know. I haven't, like, a lot of people have told me to get on Rumble. Um, but, yeah, it's like Instagram, but it's, like, censorship-free. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of different people have gone on there when, like, TikTok and Instagram have banned them. So um, I've heard it's a really good platform, and I heard a lot of people have started to kind of trickle over there. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm yet to gain the momentum to you know figure it out <laughs> but see you know what i think it's it, it is cool and amazing that we can do this through technology in a digital world and reach people from all over the world but i think to go back and to circle back to what you were saying in the beginning talking about how you were trying to talk about this stuff to regular people like not online like that's what we should actually be doing connecting with those around us who we can see and like literally talk to and 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 be there with them because that has a more bigger impact than because sometimes i'll just scroll and scroll through shit that's i'm not really paying attention to but if you're in front of somebody and you can really have a discussion and it's so hard too now this day and age people he have such a short um attention span that it's hard to have a a conversation that lasts more than 10 minutes without them kind of like dozing off Mhm. Yeah, it's sad, but I feel like I don't know. Like even down to the 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 Matrix type world. Like I feel like a lot of us um, as conscious people we're dotted around the earth, so like it's di more difficult for us to find each other and and wake up. Um, I feel like we're kind of put around a lot of. Well, I can. Well, I can definitely speak for myself. Like there's there's no one around where I live, which I could remotely even begin to talk about even 1% of what I know. Dang, that's, um, that's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, what, what, what's, what's where, where you're at saying? I, I, I feel lucky that I have maybe five, six people that I can talk to about. And um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to like, because you can't come up to someone and be like, hey, you know, pedophiles are the world, right? We know, we all know that. <laughs> so it really is. That's why I feel like this podcast has really helped me to have conversations with people and really listen. Because you got to be able to kind of infiltrate that space. Like when they're talking, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, I hate small talk. But you have to give that to them because that's what they love. So, you know, go with some small talk and then like slowly start going into deeper and deeper conversation. Like... The one thing I like to ask people now and kind of to kind of like get into that subject is like, do you really think the world is the way, the best way that, 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 do you think the world is really organized as best as it could be? And like most people will, if they're really thinking, they'll be like, well, no, not, not really. And then from there you can be like, okay, well, why, why do you think it's that way? And then you can kind of tread into that type of talk. And I, I love it because I, I love seeing the reactions of some people. Some people will be like, oh, well, I think we'll figure it out eventually. But, but some people are like, well, no, man, I'm actually noticing shit's getting worse and worse and worse, and nobody's doing anything about it. And so with those people, you know, you can plant the seed, and I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, I used to be like that, but I feel like everyone's drained it out of me. <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel like I've just, like, given up with, like, if I feel like you you can, you know, like, you can kind of tell when people have more of a brain than others yeah. um, and, and more comprehension. And, and that's when, like, I can go into those things. But, I mean, especially where I live, like, I live in a very annoying area. And, um, 
yeah, the people around here are just not not all there. It's all to do with just the most mundane, basic shit. And um, I, yeah, I, I've given up a lot of times, like a lot of, lot of times. <laughs> well, then I guess that means that you're going to have to pump out some badass content, like videos and like that. What are your project with what you're working on in uh, Mirror of No Return? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, uh, somewhere, somewhere in that movie, you have to put in that joke that we talked about last time that we said we. I don't fuck with mirrors. Like you gotta have somebody like say that and run. Yeah, out. you know what? Let me let me write that down. <laughs> like I can picture yeah. it. Like someone like, oh hell no, I don't fuck with mirrors, and just like <laughs> runner. I don't know. You can figure it out. So let me ask you: Do you actually do directing, or you just uh, is is that directing essentially what you do? Yeah, I, I mean, like, with, like, my business-wise, I do fucking everything. Like, um, obviously, I've got different people on my team, but I'm the main, yeah, I, I uh, DOP, I can do basic lighting, I can do set design, I edit, um, yeah, I direct, like, fucking everything. But, yeah, for this film specifically, I'm hiring someone to, to DOP it, to video it, Um I've got some really talented cinematographers because I just want to focus on directing um, to get everything. But because I know how stressful everything is and I just want to focus on, on getting it right rather than like worrying about the iOS, worrying about what lens I'm going to use, worrying about what equipment I'm going to use, setting up the camera and this and this and that. Like, I don't have time for that. I just want to focus on directing the actors and getting everything um, in order and how exactly kind of what my vision is. Damn, that's awesome. I've always been fascinated by that. Like, on YouTube, I'll f I don't make videos, like, record, like, with video cameras. I just kind of edit and cut and paste stuff. But I've always been fascinating. And on YouTube, I follow a couple of people who, who break down cinematography and who, like, explain how directors use shadows or, like, context in the background or just different little mechanics that they use to, to not only tell the story through through the storyline, there's more if you're paying attention that that, mm -hmm. that they're kind of hiding. Not hiding, it's just little artistic things that they'll leave. And it, I'm yeah. always just fascinated by that because the, the, the eye, I mean, you got to have the eye to like produce an Im not only an image, but uh, uh, the music, the context, the, the whatever they're saying, the narrative, the, the everything mm -hmm. to kind of have someone receive the vision that you want to receive because from what i can tell is a lot of musicians they make music and they kind of want people to pull their own meaning from from it but to me it seems like when you're directing you're putting out your image and you want a person to to get a certain idea is that true with what you do or do you kind of leave room for people to interpret things for their own i mean like especially for something like this i specifically want to target it to kind of like truthers so um i would hope that people who watch it can understand what i'm trying to convey but um i feel like the most smartest way to do things in order to get them to you know to be digested and taken in by the public is to do it in a more simple way where if you don't take anything from it, then it's just a horror movie, then that's what you've taken in, you know. But for people who understand and for people who know that, understand the Easter eggs and, and, and why it has been put together. Um, like, let's say, even down to The Matrix, I remember I, I asked... Um, I asked my mum, I was just like, oh, do you like The Matrix? Like, what do you think about it? 
yeah i didn't get it like bare people <laughs> didn't get the matrix do you know what i mean like you didn't get the matrix but those who understand like beyond get like we're like whoa like this is like a, a iconic movie like this mm-hmm. is one of the best movies in history you know right, so right. um it's each to their own i feel like um everything's subjective to everyone's own perspectives and i feel like as a director you have to put things out with your vision but you have to understand that people take it in with their own um personal life experiences and everyone takes it in differently so yeah yeah, yeah i guess you can't the, the, every human has their own life and they will interpret things through the their, their own lens mm-hmm. so let me ask you since you've uh, been really into the movies and films and just the way they're done and produced what is something that you find visually stunning that you're like, holy shit, how do they do this? This is amazing. I love this movie. I mean, I love Quentin Tarantino's films. Okay. Like, Quentin is such a good director. I know he's a fucking kiddie fiddler and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's another thing. I want, I want to ask you this. How do you separate the art from the artists, like the people? Because a lot of the music are like, like, I loved Led Zeppelin, but like now it's getting harder and harder to listen to them. But I still listen to them. Like, what does one do? Do we abstain from it or can we enjoy it and like, or is that bad? Like, what, do you, what is your opinion? Um, I guess it's dependent on who you are as a person. Like, um, like as a filmmaker, uh, I can appreciate someone's art. Like, but then, you know, when you know they're a horrible person, it, like, I don't know, like, I understand how these people's minds work as well, you know, like, when we dive into certain things, like, you can get into the mind of different people when you see, like, even Quinton, like, um, he has a massive foot fetish, like, he shows feet in every single film that he has, Um, so it's just interesting to see people's, like, weird nuances coming in with, like, whatever weird shit you're into, like, even that um, Nickelodeon guy, what's his name? Uh, I know uh, exactly who you're talking about. Dan yeah, he likes something. The... Yeah, da- yeah. Dan Schneider, I think. Is it? Dan Schneider, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know he did a lot of stuff to do with feet, but his was even more sick because it is a kid show, at least, like, with Quentin stuff, is for adults. <laughs> like, yeah. And that guy, um, Dan Schneider, man, he whenever he would end the show, you know how sometimes on TV show, shows they'll put a clip of something funny from the show at the end? Mm-hmm. Well, it's always weird. It's always, like sick kid stuff i'm gonna see if i can find it but go go ahead and continue with what you're talking yeah about. no 100 percent. like his ones like it was always this like this video sexualizing them sorry play, play no, it go ahead no that's not it go continue oh. <laughs> yeah no it, it's really sick i don't know like yeah this is just the the what's it called the symbolism and you know trying to train kids from a young age to um think in the sexual manner like even down to the sexualizing of different cartoon characters i saw a lot of videos on this recently where everyone's like mind blown to like really realize what is going on in one of their favorite you know cartoons or whatever like even spongebob squarepants like they live in a bikini bottom the, like the main characters got it's called crabs like they live in a bikini bottom and it's the crusty crab and they like it's all these like disgusting things when you piece it together it's just like what like even down to like where where spongebob lives is where epstein island is like it's all just mm. yeah yeah like human <laughs> stuff okay here i found it i'm gonna play it see if you yeah. can what do you think about this this is at the end this is the clips of what plays at the end of the show called victorious uh made yeah. by dan schneider so just check out the weird things that they say 
How did Dan Schneider get away with this? Have you ever noticed the weird audio clips at the end of Victorious? Way more gentle than my mom does it. Mm. No, I want to see that thing again. Put it away. Mm. Can I hold mm. it? Yeah, I'll smell your foot. Mm. Looks like we have a long night of snuggling ahead of us. Mm. I'm a bad boy, aren't I? And it continues for another minute and a half, but it's just like, dude, like they're inserting these little things within the show, and these are the kind of things that I spoke with my good friend Jehan Satar, that he says this is linguistic programming to like go into your subconscious mind. So like, think yeah. of the the psychological operation that they're doing on little kids when they listen to this stuff. Yeah, man, it's um, it's fucked. Like even in the Disney stuff, you know, like they've got the um. What was it? What film? You know, the, the dog one? Not in Dalmatians. Well, anyway, whatever it's called, they have, like, um in one of the back windows, you can just see, like, pornography playing. Yeah. And, like, just bare random stuff. Like, it's it's horrible to think, like, this is what has been brainwashed into us since young kids. And, like, no wonder the generation that we're living in is, like, so fucked up, so heavily sexualized, so heavily, like, violence. And all of these different things... It, and and probably why a lot of us have maybe deep rooted like issues that we may not even understand, which could be to do with this stuff. No, yeah, for sure. When when I spoke with Jehan, uh, he was telling me he he was showing me he had posted a, a bunch of videos on how this neurolinguistic guy, who's also like a hypnotist, and he's like a he basically knows how to structure what he says. So that when he asks you a question, you give him the answer that he wants. And at first I was like, nah, that's bullshit. But then he does some, he does some really weird shit where you're like, whoa, how is he doing that? And then I'm going to see if I can post him or I'll send him to you. But it's like there are people out there who know how the mind works and know exactly what to say and how to move their hands. Basically like hypnotizing you into making mm -hmm. you think certain things. And that's like the ultimate power, you know, control over others. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, just psychology like in general is is just very interesting is how how easily we are programmed you know yeah hey, it's fucking wild but uh we hit about an hour yasmin um yeah i I, I've all, I love connecting with you but it's so weird because you're so fucking far away but um <laughs> uh, we're gonna do it again for sure and um please let yeah. us know when you, if you if you do get any more of um just let us know whenever the movie is going to come out or something. We'll have you back on and we'll promote it and all that stuff. Yeah, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know 100%. Um, yeah, it won't be for now anyway. Um, probably sometime next year. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah good things in progress. Well, lovely speaking to you as well. Always, always a blessing to, to chat with you. Same, likewise. And as we end the show, um, how about you share with us something that you learned from doing what you do that kind of has, you have translated into the real world and has helped you in your life, like something from cinematography that, that you can now apply to your life? 
Um, uh, that's a good one. Um, how? I, I, I actually, I don't want to end on a negative note. <laughs> okay, well, just give um, us, I guess, something positive that you've learned that you want to share with the people that'll probably help them in their life. Yeah, just I mean, understanding and and looking more into depth, even down to you know truth in media. Just be being able, like, really watch what you're watching and mm -hmm. and really analyze every frame and every shot of of films because nothing is put there by accident yeah. every every single shot is set up mm, yeah yeah i love that and you have that eyes and you can tell so yeah for sure it's all planned like there's months and months there's editing i even seen how they edit the color like right before the movie gets produced like someone's staring at the same frame for a whole day and there's stuff in there for a reason mm -hmm. it's for a reason yeah nothing's by accident yeah no i love that yeah i love that and likewise with me, I can't even watch anything without like taking notes now. It's like I can't even enjoy entertainment <laughs> anymore. But yeah. thank you, Yasmin. I'm gonna. What put... about you? What's your last? I want to hear your your last take as well. Uh, well, I always just end the show with uh, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. And that's basically what I've condensed it to. If you want to leave anything, that's the lasting thing. Like really, improve yourself, become the best that you can. And then mm -hmm. go talk to other people who are doing the same thing. And then when you have those interactions, ideas and thoughts and something's going to come out of that that's going to help both of y'all and maybe even the world. So that's, that's always my ending signature. Lovely. Oh, here, I wrote down this. I wanted to share with you. Have you seen the movie Baraka? No. I think you would love it. I saw it a couple weeks ago on Mushrooms. Check it out. It's a non-narrative movie. So there's no storyline. It's just visual. And it's fucking awesome because it's telling you a story. And I'm sure since you're a cinematographer, you, you'll pick up even more on it. Because just to give a little rundown, it starts off with showing you just uh, visuals of the earth. How different formations of the earth, mountains, uh, jungles. And then it jumps into like primitive people. Like people living in jungles, living really simple lives. And then it jumps into cities, and it kind of shows you how people are actually sad in the cities. And basically, the whole story, you're going to love it. It's basically what we talk about here. How, why is everything so fucked? And, and he kind of just points out at the things, and you're like, oh, that is weird. Why do humans do those things? But check it out. I'll send you a link for Who's it. Who's it by? Is it by, like, an Arab? Like, who's it by? Uh, it's a big guy. Here, I'm going to look it up really quick. I'm sure yeah, you've heard the name. Yeah, because I know, what's it, Baraka. Baraka, yeah, it's uh, by... Baraka, yeah, because that's an Arabic word. Um, I mean, in, in my language, it, it has one meaning, and then in the real Arabic, it has another. So to give someone Baraka is to give someone, like, blessings. And then Baraka in, like, my native tongue, like, um, in the uh, dialect that I speak, it means that's enough. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly what this movie, I guess, means. That's enough. Like, what we're doing, it's enough. We need to change or figure something uh, else okay, out. Okay, yeah. So, uh, okay. yeah, Baraka, yeah. <laughs> so, you should check it out. It's in, They made it in 1992. It's a non-narrative documentary film directed by Ron Frick. Okay. So, yeah. Check it out. And y'all listeners, y'all check it out, too. This movie, is, it made me cry twice. Ron Frick. Ron Frick. Yeah, I I'll oh, send Frick. you. I'll send you a link right now for, so that you can see it. But yeah, man, that movie is fucking amazing. I've seen it like three times now, and every time, like, damn. 
Like, there's no words in the movie, but it's the one of the most impactful movies I've ever seen. Okay, I mean, what's it on YouTube? Uh, I, I, no, I, I, uh, what did I watch it on? I, I think I just uh, pirated it. I'll send you a link. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, thanks again, Yasmin. I'm going to yeah, put all your you. uh, links on the bottom, and uh, we'll do this again sometime. 100%. All right, guys, so thank you for listening. That was Yasmin, a.k.a. Etheric Odyssey. Check out her... YouTube, her Instagram, and her TikTok's I'm, gone. I'm on Spotify now. <laughs> You're what? You're on Spotify too? I'm, yeah, I'm back on Spotify now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'll put all the links down below and check her out. And thanks for listening. And remember, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. All right, guys. That was my conversation with Etheric Odyssey, a.k.a. Yasmin. Uh, what a great gal. Uh, I don't know forgot how we got connected but it's crazy that i'm talking to somebody all the way near london it's wild how the internet has the power to connect us all we can find the others using the internet and that's what we got to do find the others who are working on themselves and are seeing what the truth is and are trying to expose it and are trying to just better themselves and so as i was um taking a shit thinking about what song should i end this on um, I was thinking and thinking I didn't come up with anything, so I just went on my Spotify and I went to my liked songs and I typed in Mirror since this was sort of the overall theme within Yasmin and this this conversation. And so I came across this song from an artist that I stumbled upon about 10 years ago, I think, through Pandora. Remember back in the day there was no Spotify, only Pandora? And so I forgot what I was listening to. I think I typed in Interpol, one of my favorite bands. And then I, after a couple of plays, this one came out. Oh, it was not this one. It was a song by the band called Travis. Uh, pretty obscure. I've never heard anyone else talk about them or on the radio or anything. But they're a pretty cool band. Uh, kind of trippy lyrics sometimes. But the thing that sticks to me about this song is the album cover for this, I think it's the uh, record, let's see, yeah, it's called, the record is called Ode to Jay Smith, and the cover of the album is a black, like a black screen, but it has a huge ass single eye, and you know what, we all know what that kind of hints as, the all-seeing eye, who is basically, these, this is the eye of Lucifer, who sees everything, and all the ancient people consider the eye to be very sacred that these eyes could protect you and watch over you but to me what i believe is all these ancient sounds fucked to say but all these ancient mythologies and, and religions or ideologies that arose in the past all seem to believe it's this type of thing but i believe that it's some type of deception brought forth by i don't know the demons or the fallen angels or just the evil ones they're always going to different cultures around the world, teaching them knowledge, teaching them symbolism, and then they sort of express the symbolism of third eye, eyes watching over them, you're always being watched. And even nowadays, it's all used by the Illuminati and all these secret societies to kind of like, the Freemasons use it, you know, the all-seeing eye. And I believe it's a dark eye. But either way, this song is called Broken Mirror. So I typed in Mirror and Broken Mirror came out. Or a couple of other songs. Let's see what else came out. Um, behind uh, The screen behind the mirror. Um, 
and some other songs they have nothing to do with Mirror. I don't know why they're coming up. But yeah, I, I like the song. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty trippy. And it kind of has to do with what Yasmin talks about, the idea that mirrors are like portals for entities to come through. And in this song, uh, it has more to do of, of a guy who probably got frustrated and upset and broke his mirror and he sees his reflection like a hundred times. It's a pretty cool song, pretty trippy. Sounds kind of like a stoner rock type of music, kind of. But I hope you enjoy it. I hope you also enjoyed the episode. Please keep listening. And please, guys, if you like this show, t- send me a tip. Buy me a beer or buy me a coffee or, you know, send something that you're getting something out of this show, right? I'm doing this for free. If you're getting something out of it, if you're enjoying it, if you're learning, you're sharing it, if you're just listening to it and you enjoy it, send the tip. You know, you get what you pay for and stop paying, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, all these other services that are actually just literally brainwashing you. You're paying to poison your mind. And here you can pay to grow your mind. So which would it be? It's up to you. But either way, the link to tip the show is down below as well. I think it's the last link. Send me a tip, please. And just keep keep doing what you do. So to play us out, this is again Broken Mirror by Travis. Know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace.